Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? And welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guy's Big Dave. Bow, bow. BAWL Sports. Will the Goat. Will underscore Gottlieb. And our pal producer, Joey Uncle Spathis. At Joey Spathis. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. We're going to talk a lot of Kobe White today, gentlemen. A lot. But before we get into Kobe White, Uh monster spray. (laughs) Joey, the people need to understand. Fine. I never understood. Just curious. I never understood. (laughs) Are there any of you you out there, you know. It started with me being creeped out by that thing over to Big Dave's left. Whatever the hell that adorable face. Cylindrical, cushy, furby, flurby thing is. Yes. I don't like it. I told him it couldn't yeah. be on this table between me and Dave. It creeps yeah, me out. It's got a good weight to it. Yeah, exactly. And it's squishy and it's nice. It's cool. Man. And it scared you. Yeah. And I talked about it's gonna when I in my sleep. was a young child, easily frightened, had trouble sleeping. My parents went to, I don't know what store it was. Somewhere. Spencer's I don't Gifts. Know, I don't know what it was. I don't know what. I don't know what. I, you know what? I don't know if it was a store, if it was some, you know, like apothecary, you know, guy mixing potions in his in his basement. Oh yes. But they came home with a bottle of monster spray. Right. It was Friar you, Lawrence. You, yes, exactly. You take the, I got the reference. You take the spray, you spray it. For me, it was in my closet. You know, some, a lot of people under their bed. I don't really know where else, but that for me, it was in my closet. You spray it. Uh-huh. You know, monsters, I don't know if it if it's poisonous to them, if they don't like the smell, but uh-huh. keeps them away. And so that was a, uh, you know, I don't know if it was a big part of my life, but I, I definitely was excited when, when I got that. Was this like, a nightly first. thing here? See, I don't ever remember it being like, oh, I can't can't sleep right. if I don't have my spray. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just, I think it was just like maybe a nice just, security thing, you know, just knowing it was there if, if I needed it. If you sensed a vibe, maybe you heard something. Right. Like, Definitely preemptive monster spray. Yeah, one, one spritz in there. Yeah. <laughs> Did exactly. you keep it next to you? Like, where, where did you keep I, this? I don't remember, but okay. I think I think I have like a big, you know, like chest of like, you know, like books and like toys and stuff. And uh-huh. I just was on my shelf, you know, maybe right next to the bed. So if, you know, if I'm sleeping in a monster, yeah. like, ah, <laughs> you know. You made like a holster on your, on exactly. like, you know, your headboard. Yes. Yeah, it, it was loaded up and ready to go. <laughs> Oh my god! See, man. I feel like I know Joey a little bit better today. Oh man, those details from childhood that <laughs> very, somehow stick yes. into your brain. Very frightened, oh. anxious child. I still no horror. I hate you. scary movies. Still, will not like no you interest play a game? at all. <laughs> I hate that. I love scary movies, especially this good plot. Like I, I don't mind scary that. movies. That yeah. thing creeps the f out it's of me. The most, it's adorable. Yeah, yeah, it is until you fall asleep. There's a blood-sucking demon. It. Now, yeah, what's happening? It is what very, happened? Uh, like, good material. Yeah, it's, it's well-made. It's like memory foam. Seriously, man, it is well-made. Like extra-firm memory foam. There you go. <laughs> Goat foam, baby. Carlos said, you know it's the off-season when Joey is talking about monster spray. Y'all don't even know. This is a part of one of the many reasons why I was so excited to get the off-season. So we can spend for five to ten minutes of every episode talking about God knows Just what. Just randomness and watch it go off the rails. Yeah. And we'll still be professional. The, the CTO Bulls off-season <laughs> pod presented by Monster Spray. You know, a couple of years ago during oh. the pandemic, you know, you had the big race going on. Everybody in the world is trying to you know get this vaccine they couldn't do it i'm like let's call the guys that made the monster spray they were able to figure it out we can't get a vaccine for covid yeah monster spray i I don't think they call it monster spray anymore i think they call it ivermectin i think that i think that's what you know there's a the do-it-yourself monster spray (laughs) i'm serious yeah i'm I'm sure it's i'm sure it's like taking on a thing with kids you know i'm sure that my parents probably saw it somewhere and like Mm -hmm. were decided to 
Okay, water, witch hazel, and lavender essential oil. What the f is witch hazel? <laughs> witch hazel, school, man. Witch That's hazel is like school. what you know when you go to the barber and they shave yes. you with the straight razor Correct. and yeah. they, they put some witch hazel on you. Yeah, it's old Mon- school. It's that like actually makes sense. Oil, man. It's, it's back in the day. Monsters bro. are very deterred by the scent of A witch hazel. Great way to so call kids fierce at night. You know another great way? Shut up and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dave ever has kids He's just gonna feed him Two spoonfuls of Robitussin Before bedtime every night I'm not gonna drug Sweet the kids dreams. First of all That's a waste of money <laughs> I'm giving them that Go to bed Alright We ain't got time for this I don't have time for this man. Go to sleep Alright Or drink some Or no dose Or you know melatonin Melatonin sure. might work I use melatonin some nights If go. my mind is yeah. restless That works That works Use melatonin Go you know? Yeah. Don't use melatonin. Um, Let's go to proof. Of course. You know whose mind's probably not restless right now? Who's this? Kobe White's. Well done. Because dude's about to get paid. Getting paid over um, here. We touched on some comments from Zach, Demar, and Vooch, the Bulls Big Three on yesterday's show. Go back oh and give God. that a listen if you haven't yet. <laughs> we wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about what we heard from Kobe White mm-hmm. in his exit interview Saturday today because he is maybe one of the biggest puzzle pieces that we don't know about coming into this offseason. Are the Bulls going to pay up to keep him? And if so, what will that role be? So let's start with the simplest question that was tossed towards Kobe at the beginning of his exit interview on Saturday when you were sitting uh, sitting there, Will. When basically it was, what's your frame of mind coming into this offseason and would you like to stay with the Bulls? Kobe's response was thus, Joseph. Quote, "It's uh, it's new for me being a restricted free agent. I hope it works out for the best. I love Chicago, love my teammates, love the front office, so I would like to be back. But a lot of that's out of my control. It's a business at the end of the day, and I understand decisions have to be made. So if I'm back, great. But if I'm not, you got to live with it, end quote. That could have been written by chat GPT basketball player. <laughs> that was cookie-cutter response to a free agent entering their offseason yeah. who's been around for a few seasons with fill-in-the-blank team, yeah. might re-sign with fill-in-the-blank team, or leave. Yeah, that I mean, it's, it's honestly, I laughed when I saw that response because I was like, that's... That's an AI response. Yeah, it's, it's a guy who's ready for the, for this for this journey of teams wanting him. You know what I mean? Like, this is what it's going to be. Like, Kobe will be sought after. That is going to be a thing. It, it is just going to come down to – I don't even think it's – and you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, Will. For me, I don't know if it's going to come down to so much the money as it is the opportunity. Because he seems like he wants to be a guy – he said it a million times, I want to start. It's what I want to do in the NBA. So, if he finds a team that is willing to pay him – close to what he wants, but still give him all the you know rope in the world to be a starting point guard or shooting guard, whatever guard he wants to be in the NBA, that's something I think that will uh, intrigue him. Now, the Bulls definitely have a shot because, again, like he said, he loves it here. Uh, it's what he knows. You know what I mean? Like, he's comfortable. His friends are here. Patrick Williams, you know, who is super close to him, he's here. Like, all that matters. You know, I always feel like comfort matters in these situations, and he's got comfort here. And he's come such a long way, too, because I remember Kobe was never on anybody's mind of we should keep him. You know, it was, hey, he's getting ready to go. Right. When does Kobe get to leave? We're not paying him any kind of money. It was like, can they play him enough to up his trade value? Exactly. That's what we were thinking he, he in the beginning always, of the season. He was always the piece for probably about the last past two years. Kobe's been the piece before the season, during the season, after the season is who we've talked about. So – Kudos to him for getting to this level, and he showed enough, I think, to wet the whistle of a lot of teams out there, in, including the Bulls. It should be interesting to see. Yeah, and look, I mean, at the end of the day, he is restricted, so the Bulls have rights to match whatever offer he does go out there and get. But I think that the Bulls are going to operate fairly similarly to the way they operated with Larry Markinen, which was go find yourself a deal, and we'll, e- we'll either match it or figure out a sign-and-trade. And... But like the the goal for Arturus and his front office is going to be what is the most advantageous thing that we can do for our group, and I think we can all agree like ideally Kobe's back. We've seen a lot of growth from him. He kind of bet on himself and and won in the sense that he played a lot better this year. He established himself as being a player that's not just super dependent on hot shooting, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to overpay him. And I think letting the market set his value is the smart thing to do 
I think the Bulls will ultimately bring him back. Um, and maybe we can look at like what teams might have cap space and mm-hmm. you know who who might be interested. Mm-hmm. But role is obviously going to be a big one. Money is obviously going to be a big one. And I, I, but I think ultimately the Bulls probably have the best combination of those two things, where it's the ability to pay him and give him a big role. Maybe not necessarily starting, but just give him. You know, I mean, like, what was he playing this year? 25, 28 minutes a game? Like, that, yeah. that's a lot of minutes. And then towards the end of the season, he was playing 30-plus off the bench some nights. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. he was a big, big fixture of of the rotation and of the lineup, and I don't see that changing regardless of how much the Bulls give him. But I, I mm-hmm. think the more he grows, the more he'll establish himself in that rotation. True indeed. And he was kind of asked that, too, on Saturday, saying, will that be a part of your conversation, your negotiation with the Bulls' brass? Um when you come to sit down this summer of wanting to be a starter because Kobe was vocal about that throughout the season and said, you know, I'm happy to play any role that is asked of me on this team right now, but yes, I see myself as a starter in this league and I still want to be a starter in this league. And maybe that's something that he'll prioritize. Like I think as, as you said, Will, he certainly played his way betting on himself into more money with the way he performed this season. Um, but then, I mean, if, you know, as far as like his priorities, well, do I want more money? Do I want a guaranteed starting spot? Starters typically tend to make more money than bench players anyway. So yeah. it's like, it could be a situation where he gets both. It's just, if he gets both of those things and wants the guaranteed start, maybe it's with the Bulls, maybe it's not. Or if it's the money that's, you know, crucial, maybe it's the Bulls, maybe it's not. Yeah. like, And that's why I keep bringing up the idea of him starting. Because Kobe just doesn't strike me as somebody who is driven by money. He strikes me as somebody who's driven by just the desire to play and be really good at basketball. Yeah. Um, nothing I've seen about just how he carries himself or how he speaks or anything like that is like, give me all kinds of money. Of course, I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong about all this. But he's just seen a guy who wants that opportunity uh, to get out there and to play. And he's had it since he got here as far as opportunity to start. Since he walked here to be on the Bulls. And, of course, I thought this opportunity should have came much earlier than it did in his rookie year. But when it came, he started balling, and then the world blew up. Um, And then, you know, he got an opportunity again, and we just saw, you know, him grow little by little. And then it was, well, maybe we think you're better off the bench. And he showed he was comfortable, you know, off the bench. And he did some great things coming from there. But this year, he kind of showed, like, "Uh uh-oh, wait a minute. You, you're dribbling now. Like, there's some handles here now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're creating now. Oh, man, you're making moves inside now. Like, those one-on-ones he was doing later in the season were impressive. Like, honestly, he was doing moves I had never seen an NBA player do before. I, I had to show it to you, Will. But he was doing stuff I had never really seen a guard do. And that's – when you're doing shit like that, I'm like, now I got to take that into consideration if you should be starting for the team or not. Yeah, and I think we, we talked about it a little bit. I'm – not to say that, like, I don't think he should be a starter. I, I don't think he can be, a, like, full-on point guard. But he kind of said this in his, you know, in his availability, which was that he views himself as a guard. You know, mm-hmm. he's been plugged into, the, like, the off-ball, you know, spark plug, bench guy role. He's mm-hmm. been plugged into the be a facilitator role. And he admitted that that didn't really fit him. So I'm not, like, in any rush to say, go be Chris Paul, go be Mike Conley, that kind of floor general, because I don't think that's – part of his DNA. I think he's gotten a lot better at it and I think he can improve more, but I still view him as more of a combo guard. And I think he kind of said the same. And I think there's room for that in a starting lineup where you have a DeMar DeRozan and a Zach Levine who kind of operate as co-point guards. Mm -hmm. But if you're just asking him to be like the primary floor general, Mm -hmm. I'm not quite there with it. And again, I think he has gotten a lot better at it the way he's like using pick and roll, getting his guy on his hip, making the right read, that stuff, I think that that goes a long way and he'll get better at that. But, and again, that's also not to say that I don't think he can start because I think with the right group around him, he absolutely can. But I think that will affect how he gets paid. Like backup, mm. backup uh, six men type of guys who are just like your Jordan Clarksons or your Lou Williams, mm-hmm. those guys get paid in a certain range. In a certain range. Guys who are backup point guards like Tyus Jones get paid in a certain range. True. And so he'll he'll fall into one of those categories. And also, he has the benefit of being younger and being able to grow into that role. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also something they'll have to factor in. Let me let me ask a question. Actually, I'm, I want to start with you, Matt, on this one. Mm-hmm. Does it give you pause about letting him go 
seeing the success that other Bulls players who were here have had. And, you know, we're talking Lowry, Wendell. Right. You could throw Chris Dunn in there. Like, just seeing their success, does it give you pause about wanting to let him go? Well, of course it does. And it's funny you ask that because in the comments, Renewable and Rechargeable Review said, if Kobe leaves, he'll be an all-star. If he stays, he'll be forever mid. Um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily that, you know, written in stone that those will be the outcomes. If he stays here, he'll be a good but not great bench guard. Versus, or or maybe given another opportunity later in his career to start, um, later as opposed to like when he was a rookie, right. uh, or he goes somewhere else, blossoms into an all-star caliber player. I don't think it's necessarily one or the other. Depends on a lot of context around what what it is if he stays and if he goes. But yeah, it does give me pause because we've seen it happen. We've also seen it not happen. I can't tell you how many yeah. times I guffaw to myself <laughs> when I see Bulls fans on Twitter crying about not having Wendell anymore. And I'm like, show me the star player that you see in Wendell Carter Jr. Because I still don't see it. I see an undersized center who's not skilled enough offensively to be a dominant power forward who can't catch a basketball. <laughs> like, what? No. Sometimes they move on and they just stay mid. Lowry found the right situation. Also worth pointing out, Lowry moved on and then moved on again before finding the right situation and blossoming into an all-star. Very true. Chris Dunn as well. Uh, he had multiple okay. times of moving on. No, no, no. I didn't say star. I just said he had multiple times of moving okay, on. Okay, right. Okay. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> calm down. I was about calm to down. throw my laptop calm, calm and down. walk off the set. Calm down. I, I, I thought you were about to anoint Chris no, Dunn an all-star no, because no. of like a few performances on multiple 10-day contracts. No, not at all, man. On not a tanking jazz team. Not at all, sir. That's not where I was going with that. Woo! How about you? How about you? I mean, I think it also depends on like – how you get rid of him or what the circumstances mm. are. Like if they let him walk for nothing and he turns into an all-star, that obviously looks bad. Right. If you trade him and turn him into like you talk about Wendell and obviously like the, the trade for Wendell, I think was pretty lopsided. We can all agree, but if it was just, or the trade for Vooch, which included Wendell, right. But if it was just like Wendell and Otto Porter, no picks involved, I don't think anybody feels bad about that trade. And I think Wendell's a good player, but if you cash him in, it's different than like cashing in your chips is different than letting him walk for nothing because yeah. you're capped out. Yeah. So I do think that would make a difference. But just because a guy left the Bulls does not mean that he's going to turn into a player. Just because the Bulls keep a guy doesn't mean that he's not going to be. I think we've all seen growth. We all know that growth is not linear. Mm -hmm. And I think Kobe can get a lot better, but I'm also not going to like say he's going to get you know, a $25 million a year offer from the Spurs and mm -hmm. the Bulls are going to say, see ya. And he's going to all of a sudden be an all-star next year. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm on the side. It does make you give me Paul. I, I think I'd be lying if I said it didn't. Of course, I'd be like, oh man, I don't. Mm. But at the same time, like you said, Will, if he gets that contract, you know what I mean? Like that big one, you know, I'm like, man, more power to you. You know, I won't feel as bad of him leaving and becoming that. I'm like, well, there's no way they were going to pay him that, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll be okay of him, you know, being that star. But if it's an offer I think the Bulls can match and he leaves and then becomes something like that, then I'm like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, we could have had that, you know, it could have been a, a situation like that. And it's kind of like, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're dating someone that breaks up with you and then, you know, gets married. It was a movie like that. Uh, your boy Dane Cook uh, was in a movie Oh, like that. good luck, Good luck, Chuck. Chuck. Thank you very much. Yep. Uh, with me, me in real life, by the way. Yes, you in real life. Okay, all right. <laughs> he would he Cursed. would date he would date a girl, Will, and the girl after she would break up with him would would meet someone and it would become her husband. Like that was his like superpower. He was the one before the one. Correct. He, he was, was he was cursed every was single cursed girl he every met. Every single, and then he met like Jessica Alba. And, you know, he didn't want to, you know, date her because he, he didn't want her to leave and stuff like that. So, you know, spend some time on that movie if you want. But it, I don't want the Bulls to be that. I don't want them to be good luck, Chuck, you know what I'm saying, for another player, you know, to leave and, and you know, become great. Yeah, and I think it's also different to, like, look at the way we think about Lowry right now, which is, I mean, obviously, I think most Bulls fans would say if Lowry was still on the team, they'd be excited about it. Well, I also me, think yeah. it's fair to say – he had been kind of written off. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen here. Yeah. They moved on from him. They got yeah. uh, Derek Jones Jr. and a first-round pick. 
as a result. Uh-huh. I don't think anybody's like feeling the way that like they might about, you know, Franz Wagner and Wendell and mm. whoever the Magic take with the 11th pick this year. That, yeah. that one hurts a little bit more because it was like a lost trade as opposed to moving on and the guy just happened to blossom later on. Yeah, I like the way you presented that as far as uh, Wendell because I think that's a great way to say it. Is it's not the player, it was the picks. Because if the player turns out to be great and better, okay, great. But now you've given them a safety valve. You know, in case he didn't, right. they still had two opportunities to make up for that. Whereas if he did turn out okay, then you made it even bigger. So, no, I, I feel you, you on that I, point. I mean, on top of that, you also prevent yourself from being able to make the next move. Mm-hmm. You need picks to make the next move. The facts go, go um, facts. All right, we got to take our first break here. Uh, then we'll come back. Continue t- talking about Kobe. There's another Kobe quote from Saturday that I thought was very interesting. It kind of goes yeah. along with what you were saying a few minutes ago, Will, as far as how he views himself and what kind of guard he sees himself as and potentially maybe being put in the Bulls starting lineup. And then also some thoughts from his head coach, Billy Donovan, that he offered about Kobe and the potential for what his role could become in the future from Billy on Saturday. So we'll do all of that, and then we'll come also with some thoughts on these playoff matchups thus far to round out the show. While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick and easy favor. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along with us on YouTube or catching the replay on YouTube. Either way, hit that like button. It's easy. This one. And we appreciate it a lot because it helps us out a lot. Yes, Make sure, of course, you're also subscribed to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. 21.29.1K and climbing. Ooh, on the way to Thursday. Woo! Hey. Uh, Joseph. Yes, Matt. Between our show wrapping yesterday and coming to the studio today, mm. did you have the ComEd talk with your little baby nephew? No. It's a day six talk. We're on day five. Yesterday was day four. So <laughs> He's right. It's a day we six We will talk. reassess right. tomorrow. Just, yeah. um, but I do want to tell you about this very important uh, sponsor that we have today's episode, which is brought to you by Monster Spray. No. Can you imagine? Uh, today's episode, it is I believe brought Monster to you- Spray is a subsidiary of ComEd. Don't worry. I've already got the Monster Spray blank graphic going. So, like, oh, you know, we're, we're just going to wait He's to see what it. we can put that on. Uh, but here's, seriously. So the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, it's committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now, but also into the future. That's right, my good man, Joe. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial and industrial and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. Mm. Mm, Matt, please tell Big Dave and Will how it works. Well, I can explain it to you real simple, and then you can relay this right on to your nephew. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Mm -hmm. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. If you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy, both of them, energy. today. Mm. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comment.com slash poweringbiz. Mm. So I do need a facility assessment. I should go to comment.com slash poweringbiz? You should. That's poweringbiz with a B-I-Z at the end. Comment.com slash poweringbiz. Schedule yours today. <laughs> <laughs> so you all right over there? Yeah, it's so ridiculous that it's just funny, man. Because it's like y'all got a script, yeah. <laughs> y'all worked it out, and it's like, oh, this is a bad script. <laughs> we don't have a script. But We're just. I, know, I said it just sealed, sounds like it. It is. It is hilarious. Our man. chemistry is just you off guys the charts. Make me laugh very, very much. <laughs> I enjoy it very much, and I could be sitting here watching this on my Fubo TV oh. if I wanted to. Oh, guess I can do it right there. Fubo. Fubo. <laughs> Not the FUBU, but a FUBO. The FUBO TV, y'all. Sit back, relax, count your stacks, and chill on out and get you some FUBO TV. I know what you're saying. Well, it ain't just sports that I'm into, Dave. I like shows. I like movies. I like news. 140 live channels, sports shows, movies, and news. 
Well, you know, I don't want to watch it from my phone. I don't want to be at home all the time. I got stuff to do. Stream it from any TV, from any device that you want to do it. You can do it, y'all. Well, I like Chicago sports. You know, I'm from the city. That's what I do, man. Well, you can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price out there. I don't know, man. I don't want to pay no money right off. Seven-day trial immediately. I don't want to sign nothing. No contract. I don't want to put in no cable. No cable. Well, I don't want to go through nothing. No hassle. Just sign up and start watching. Well, if I'm going to course on my show, a thousand hours of cloud DVR. No extra charge. And before you even say it, watch your local teams while you're traveling. And you can watch that NFL draft, y'all. Oh, you can watch that NHL draft. Oh, you can watch the playoffs from the NHL and the NBA. And I know before you even say it, Cubs and White Sox. You can watch them on the Marquee Network and NBC Sports Chicago. Shout out Kevin Anderson. Hey, so, watch those Chicago Bulls on the Marquee Network. Watch the Chicago Cubs. That's mm-hmm. where you do that at. Mm-hmm. And the NBC Sports Chicago mm-hmm. is where you watch Chicago White Sox. Mm-hmm. And you do all that over at Fubo TV, y'all. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Because Fubo TV Watch it. Watch it now. Watch out now. Uh, what was that line you had about sitting back, relax, count stacks or something in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you just come up with that just now, or is that like I'm, a like a riff that like has been long existing? I'm sure somebody else has said it, but it's just a, what sounded, popped into my brain. Sounded great. <laughs> Appreciate that. Sounded like you. it was just fresh out of a song. Yeah, it just popped in my head, man. A lot, a lot of stuff rumbling around up there. <laughs> man, you're, 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 your brain is crazy. Rumbling. I like yeah, that's you. what it does. We're rumbling, rumbling around. and tumbling. But rumbling you're crazy. Tumbling. What was this word I heard you use? I, I wish I could remember the word you used earlier because I hadn't heard it before. I got to go back and watch the show. Today? Yes. It was, was uh, what was that word? It was um, guffaw. Thank you. Oh, what, yeah. What the hell? What is this? It means a loud, boisterous laugh. Guffaw. Guffaw. <laughs> to guffaw at something. Also, guffaw. like usually has a connotation of uh, being in disbelief of something and laughing at it. Mm, yeah. I like that. Guffaw sounds like a guffaw. super G-U-F-F-A-W, guffaw. Oh, no, it's guffaw. <laughs> <laughs> I am guffaw. All right. <laughs> you like that, Joey? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> Somewhat in the same, uh, you know, thesaurus tree, uh-huh. but on a very opposite branch as uh, Chargon. Chargon, yeah. <laughs> knew that was coming. Classics. I knew that was coming. Was classic, uh, we Joe. got Bulls fans in the comments weighing in on all this Kobe stuff, which we will pick back up now. A lot um, of Bulls fans very supportive of Kobe. Yes, Jack A lot Broom of people want to see him get his saying chance. we got to keep Kobe. He stepped up this year. It would be silly to see him leave after all this development. Mm. Jella in the comments saying, we need to keep Kobe of all of our non-stars, in my opinion. Mm. JDH saying Kobe said he wants to start. On the Bulls, that means point guard, and he knows it. Certainly not starting ahead of Zach. Well, uh, yeah, he means point guard. Let him have the spot. He's earned it. So to that end, I want to go back to what you were saying, Will, which is what Kobe said Saturday. Sam Smith asked him, "Do you what? how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as more of a point guard, more of a shooting guard? And he said, I see myself as a guard. And he also said that he... in. In his opinion, in today's game, there's really not that many "quote unquote" traditional point guards hmm. anymore. True, he said he could play off the ball, on the ball. He said I could do a lot of different things and take pride in being versatile in that aspect. He then went on to talk about the fact that earlier in his Bulls career, he had been playing that traditional point guard role sure when he came back from his rookie year. And he said this, which I thought was fascinating. I think at one point in my career, I tried to be that traditional point guard, and I struggled. You did. Especially my second year. I was the starting point guard. I struggled with that a little bit. Then I think I just looked in the mirror and said, I got to be who I am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just being who I am helps the team in a large way. Mm -hmm. Dave, do you see it working well, and are you in favor of Kobe taking that mindset and – taking the other starting backcourt spot alongside Zach Levine, assuming that they're both back next season. So when we last year, when we were doing our uh, prove-its, mm-hmm. and Kobe White was one of our prove-its, my main thing for Kobe White I wanted to prove was BMFN Kobe White. That's true. That's that what was, I told I remember that. BMFN Kobe White. And this is exactly what I mean. Hearing him say that is exactly what I'm talking about. I tried to do something that wasn't me. It didn't work. And I looked in the mirror and said, I should be myself. Yes. And he went out there and he balled. Yes, I love this mindset. 
this is exactly how he should be thinking right now, especially for a guy who wants to be a starter and make his mark in the league. This is the mindset you have to have. You can't worry about who's in front of you. Can't worry about the position either. What gets me out on the court so I can show you I can perform and belong in this league? That's what you need to do because he's not that traditional point guard. That's not his skill. He's not a traditional shooting guard. You know, it's not his thing. He's a combo guy. He can do a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. So what's going to give him the opportunity to do a little bit of both? And on the Bulls, it's going to be at that point guard position because Zach is there. You're not moving that. So, yeah, I love the mindset that he has, Will, right now of, dude, I just need to be myself. Let me do what's best for me and improve those little things like my handle, my vision, my IQ. Let me work on those things so I can get myself out on this floor, man, to show him I'm Kobe White. Yeah, and I think there's a difference between, like, trying to add and improve on elements of your game without and, like, stretch your skill set versus, like, throwing you into the frying pan and just saying, like, go be the point guard, Kobe. Right. And we've seen that. I think that's what he's talking about. We've also seen him run some point guard in the backup units playing next to either one of Zach or DeMar, not necessarily with both of them. And that's where you start to see him stretching those skills, mm -hmm. not just in a position where he's like, see if you can't fail. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, I think that's good for him. Like, I don't want to just say, all right, Kobe, like you had a great season as the backup guard. Now you're going to be starter point guard. Like that's putting him in a different position. Mm -hmm. Right. He great succeeded point. because he was in a position where he could be himself. Where he could do the things that he's already good at while still stretching those skill sets. So mm -hmm. I don't want to see him deviate from that too much. Like I said, I, I think you can be, I think he could be a starter and still operate in that same space, but I would not want him to just be like the point guard replacement that I think the Bulls still need, especially if mm. you know, this news about Patrick Beverly saying he wants 13 to $15 million this year. Yeah. He's not going to be a Patrick Beverly type. He's not going to be the Lonzo replacement. Mm. He has to be Kobe. And I think there's room to be a really strong offensive group with him, Zach and Damar out there. But I don't think that necessarily solves the point guard situation, although he has improved mm. in, in those areas. Dang, that's logical. Al along those same lines, <laughs> oh, uh, shout out to our friends at C Red UK so in the comments who said, I've been with Big Dave on the Kobe train all year. As for him being the starting point guard, not against it, but think he's finally found his role, which is kind of what you were saying, Will. Like, yeah. Are, are, you, are you messing with a good thing if you ask Kobe to change his role and who he is on the court right. again? Right. Because the Bulls have been repeatedly asking Kobe to change his game. Exactly. And I think by asking him to be starting point guard, that is doing exactly Changing his that. game, yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right because him coming off the bench gives him more leeway to do certain things, you know, in that offense. He doesn't have to necessarily come in and be the backup point guard, per se. He just come in and be the guard. You know, what do you what do you need right now? You need the passing. You need the shooting. You need the scoring. Whereas in the starting lineup, like you said, it's a set thing, you know, like Dragic, you know, or something. It's a set yeah. thing when you bring him in. And Kobe, you know, it's not he's an abstract artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just paint, bro. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever comes out, comes out. And it works for him that way. So that's, that's a great Great way to look at it that Will just said, y'all. Because I like, think that the, makes a lot of sense. The value of his game is that he can play on and off ball, right? Yeah. That's what he means by I'm being or I've got to be me. Like right. I've got to look in the mirror and I've got to be me. He can play point guard next to Zach or Damar. He can operate off the ball next to those guys when they're in their space. But as soon as you start asking him to be like bring it down and get into the offense right. and facilitate and do all that stuff, right. now he's not doing what makes him good. And right. I think that's when you're setting him up to be in a tough spot. And so I wouldn't want to just like go pay him starting point guard money because I don't think that's who he is. Mm. I also wouldn't necessarily expect him to want backup Jordan Clarkson shooting guard money. Yeah, true. So indeed. there has to be some middle ground. And I'm curious to, to see where that number is and what that role they land on is. But that's, that's my hesitation. And again, it's not because I don't think Kobe's skilled. We've talked about all year how impressed I've been with him. Yeah. But I don't want to take him out of what he does well. And that's, and that's I think, is, is the question. You know what I mean? Like, where, where is he going to get that opportunity and be comfortable enough to be him? You know, what team is that? And I'm sure we're going to look yeah. at those teams. Uh, so before we look at some potential Kobe suitors, I did really quickly want to make note of what Billy said when he was asked directly about Kobe mm -hmm. in Billy's exit interview Saturday. Uh, Joe, he said this as far as, do you see Kobe as a potential answer to that point guard spot if Lonzo can't play? Billy said, quote, I've got a lot of confidence in Kobe. 
the growth that he's made from a shortened rookie year to his second year, third year now, it's been pretty impressive. And it's been through the work he's put in. And he's a lot more equipped today to be maybe in that role than he was a few years ago. Put him in in the fourth. <laughs> I, right. So, of course, my first thought was <laughs> how many Bulls fans just yelled at their <laughs> laptop, phone, TV, whatever, watching that interview saying, then why'd you take him out at the why end of the Heat game? Out, really? Um, but, which, shout out to our friend Stefano. He had a great breakdown of those uh, possessions late in the fourth, mm, explaining mm. one hypothetical uh, option as to what it was going wrong and why he, why Billy pulled mm-hmm. Kobe. But, um, the, the thing that makes me laugh, and I know as you've expressed before, Will, on our show, Billy can tend to be a bit long-winded at times and use a lot of words to say a few words, but the, the fact that the word maybe is in there at the end, I was just like, yeah, he's, he's not, he's not going to say definitively one way or the other. Yeah. He said he's a lot more equipped today. If, if that sentence didn't have the word maybe in it, he's a lot more equipped today to be in that role than he was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But the word maybe snuck in there. And yeah. now you're like, oh, well, I don't know how Billy feels. Yeah. I mean, it, the maybe was him taking him out in the fourth. That's exactly what magnifies that word right there is what you said. So, yeah, Billy, has, he, he had had opportunities under Billy when he was starting before. And we saw, we saw glimpses, you know what I'm saying, a little bit. And we saw, oh, he's got a little chemistry of Vooch. Or something like that, you know, it was it was like okay, cool, but we still need a point guard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You still need a guard. And then you went and got Lonzo, and then everybody kind of fell into their role. And Kobe looked comfortable. Kobe had fifty four starts his second year, mm-hmm. seventeen last season, two this season. Yeah, and and I think it also says to the point, even when we're saying all this, that Ayo is the one that got the starting spot. You know, to start this season over Kobe. <sighs> wow, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Kobe was still there, and Ayo's the one who won it because it was. Up for grabs, you know, for anybody to get it. And Io is the one who got it. So it could have been a sense of he just didn't feel he was ready, or it could have been a sense of Kobe saying, I'm more comfortable coming off this bench. I don't know. But I know now what Kobe feels, and that's I need to be a starter, and I want to be a starter in this league. So we'll, we'll see what it is right there. But you're right, Matt. That maybe is, is a huge butt <laughs> that's hanging out there right now from Billy Donovan. Well, I think also Billy said this, and, and I agree with it, is – it's not just like in a vacuum, should is Kobe talented enough to start? Sure. There's a lot of other considerations, one of which is who complements Zach and DeMar the best. And I think there's an argument yeah. based on the way that the season ended that it's Kobe. Uh-huh. But at the beginning of the year, I think we all agreed that like having that more 3 and D person that could bring the ball up but then be more of a, a floor spacer but a primary point of attack defender in Lonzo's absence mm-hmm. made a lot more sense. And that's what Io's skill set is. Absolutely right. So I don't think there was anything wrong with that to start the year, but things change and you have to make adjustments. Obviously Patrick Beverly came in and I do think eventually Kobe found a role that he was really successful in, but he had like a 180 this year in yeah. terms of not just his talent and skill set, but the way that we talk about him with the way that the bulls probably view him in terms of giving him a longer contract, mm-hmm. like he seemed to be the odd man out. And now based on the way he's played, it's more to me like how can we factor him in with the group because he's that talented and he's been that productive. Mm. It's going to be interesting, man. Um, so perhaps the last piece of the puzzle, and again, you know, we've got a while before free agency happens, but Will, you had a tweet uh, a few days ago just kind of looking at projected salary cap across NBA teams, and it might be interesting to take a look at maybe some of these teams that could be – possible suitors and logical landing spots for Kobe White. Um, so I see you have it organized with, you know, highest projected cap space to lowest um, oh, ranking, uh, starting with the Rockets' most projected cap space. You see the Bulls down there in 14th at projected around 11 and a half. So just to clarify, yeah. this is based on projected practical cap space. And what that means is if you were to wipe cap holds off of the books, how much space would you have? So this is not accurately reflect how much that they money really that they actually will have. Gotcha. It's right. just what is the maximum amount of space that they could create. Okay. And so it's reflective of who's going to have space, but it's not accurate to necessarily the exact details. But, I mean, if you look at some of these teams, it's young teams that have some options there but are not very good right now. The Rockets, obviously Kevin Porter Jr. has... Um, that non-guaranteed deal, yeah. but 
Who knows what they want to do with him? The Magic have Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony and a bunch of guys that yeah. are good, not great, but like is is Kobe out competing them? Does it make sense for them? The Spurs don't really have anybody. Do they feel like Kobe could be the guy? And there's a huge chance that one of the three of those first teams will and land. That's exactly what Scoot was, Henderson. You that's know exactly where I was going next mm-hmm. is. Who knows how the draft shakes out mm-hmm. and how that affects these things. Um, Jazz, I think, could probably use a point guard. The Pistons have their guys. Thunder probably have their guys. The Hornets have LaMelo. Pacers have Halliburton. So, like, these teams are all set, and I wonder if there is going to be a here's your 36-minute-a-night starting role, Kobe. Come come play for us. Uh, just based on the teams who have both cap space and um, their point guard depth. Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, that's the most important position. So, of course, those, a lot of those teams are going to be set. Even bad teams are going to be set at that position. So, usually the teams that aren't set aren't good teams, you know, at that position, like you just pointed out right there. So, and is that maximizing always, Kobe? That's what I'm Kobe saying. Feel? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Is that going to do it too? And does he want to take the opportunity to, to go a little lower, you know what I'm saying, to a worse team in a situation he might not be comfortable with mm-hmm. because he gets a starting position and a little more money? And the other thing you can do is look at this in the perspective of Vooch potential landing spots and look at some of these teams and wonder where he might want to go. So that's a separate conversation for a separate day, but uh, not a lot of good competitive teams out there with with space. True. Uh, Yeah, the teams with space are teams that already have just an entire fleet of young talent who weren't winning a lot of games this season, but have a lot of promise and upside. Um, All right. Fascinating. We we. It seems like we are open to the idea of giving Kobe another chance in that role because of the way he played this season. He seems to have a good approach to it mentally as far as what he did before that wasn't working and trying to force himself to be the kind of point guard that he wasn't and then went back to just playing like Kobe, which is a combo guard and just a guard. Mm -hmm. Are we also maybe a little bit uh, feeling reservations of... It seems like Kobe's found a great role. Um, and as Anthony said in the comments, nothing wrong with making money and a living as a sixth man in the NBA. Maybe that's the perfect Kobe role. Maybe. If the Bulls are in a bind and don't have many, several better options or don't have one better option, mm. this could be a very logical one, staring them in the face. Yeah, and someone they know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's take one more break. We'll come back, wrap up by looking at what's going on in these first-round NBA playoff games. So far. So fun. NBA playoff. Woo! Playoffs. Oh, Lord, I forgot. Playoffs. <laughs> Have you ever heard Matt do this song? Never heard? Oh, Lord. Pitbull <laughs> NBA playoffs theme song. It's 2014. Go oh, down. Lord. That one? Yeah. There was a remix of that song that he did with, um, what's her face? The, the, the Tinder song, Timber? Kesha. Thank you. And Kesha. Yeah, no, you're right. You're 100% right. Yeah. yeah. I just couldn't remember the name of it. <laughs> Cash was dope. Baby Joey never understood. <laughs> never got it. Why? In my five days on this earth, <laughs> I've wondered why. Why can't I wear some premium polarized shades that don't cost a lot of money? That's what Baby Joey want to know. Well, Baby Joey is correct. And Shady Rays heard you before you were even on this earth and said, you know what? We got your back. We're going to take care of you. We have got that gear that's built to last. We got you covered for that warm weather ahead. And that premium polarized shades at an affordable price is right here. Shady Rays, y'all. Independent sunglasses company that offers that world-class product that is just as good as any expensive pair of sunglasses that your sexy self has ever put on your wonderful face. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor and indoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers that protection plan that we like to call the Matt Peck Lost and Broken Replacement Plan. Hat gone, glasses no, no. on. Snap, snap is what just happened with the glasses on the cap. They went snap. What Shady Rays said, we got your back. We gonna hit you with that. <laughs> New glasses, that's a fact. Woo. Shady Rays is going to get you no questions asked, y'all, if you break that pair of glasses. And also, Shady Rays says you can exchange that new pair or return them for free. 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 
Within 30 days, they got your back on that, y'all. There's no risk when you shop. Once again, that team has uh, your back. So, exclusive for our listeners out there, Shady Rays giving you the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off of two plus pairs of polarized premium shades. Try it for yourself and join the over 250,000 people that have rated them one, two, three, four, five stars. Cinco for Shady Rays. You can get one of them too, y'all. Shady Rays. Well, the Rays are oh so damn shady. Oh so damn shady. Oh so damn shady. Renee, in the comments, nothing disingenuous about that ad read. We all seriously love these sunglasses. Yeah, this I is all facts. didn't even know what that meant. Uh, you're, I don't know. You're Re- Renee can be a bit of a grump. <laughs> Nightcap, I know, I know you, Renee. He's, he's the dude who was talking shit about Sabine during the Outsiders days back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I know. I know I Renee well. I, I know, know Renee you. well, man. He's a good person. Pepperidge Farm remembers. He's a good person. Man. I'm sh- I'm sure. <laughs> you're far too quick to forgive people. I just know. I know. I, we've talked. I know. Renee. Maybe your guys' ads. Oh no, you didn't do ad reads on Outsiders. No. Not, oh, no. You did your weird. You did your like half. You're like half we, ad we commercials, like weird built bars bar or something. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I've heard about this. The, yeah. the built bar or something. No, no, no. no, no that's no, locked, that on. locked on. That's locked on. No, okay, no. So it, you guys are just known for. You guys are the the goat nutrition bar. Well, we see people saying Rock Auto, do Rock Auto in our comments. Like, hey man, they don't sponsor this show. Should have been there, Joe, at the time. I put the vocals on. Yeah, them. that's that's the beautiful pipes of of Big Dave. Yeah, that's what I put the vocals on them, Joe. Put those next to the beautiful pipes of Stacey King, oh, head to head. That's high praise. Um. I'm taking Dave all day. NBA fans, <laughs> the playoffs are back. That means big hoops action with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every NBA playoff game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA game and get $150 in bonus bets if they win with that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Mm. Plus, of course, you got the no sweat. Same game parlays. Put some together. We got three games tonight. Um, Pick your game that you feel like you know how it's going to go the best. Throw some bets together into one parlay for boosted odds. And if it doesn't hit, Mm. it probably will because you're smart. If it doesn't, though, no worries because you're going to get a bonus bet back up to $10. And being Tuesday, it is our... DraftKings pick of the week time. What? Gentlemen, we got Suns Clippers game two mm-hmm. tonight in the late time slot. Scott Foster is the head official <laughs> for that game tonight. I don't know if you saw it, but Tom Haberstroh, shout out Habs, uh, had this updated stat in his Twitter feed earlier today. Chris Paul's career playoff record mm-hmm. against NBA official Scott Foster now sits at 2 and 17. Win loss record and against the spread record. Ooh. 2 and 17. Is that bad? It's not great. I also <laughs> saw there's like a parody Scott Foster Twitter account and it like tweeted out as we were going live today, "Hey CP3, good luck tonight. Let the best <laughs> man win." I mean, how can you go against that? Yeah. Yeah. How can you go against that? Also, it's 13 straight Win loss and twelve straight against the spread tonight, and I I got money on it earlier today when it was eight and a half. The Clippers were getting eight and a half. Wow! Playing the Suns on the road game two tonight. That's wild. At minus one ten, Clippers to win outright plus three hundred. Plus three hundred. Team with Chris Paul Booker and Chris and Paul's got to go against Scott Foster tonight. Wow! Now I checked again when I got to the office today. It had already shifted from eight and a half to seven and a half. Okay. So they're already like, oh, Scott Foster, and then it's trending the other way. But still, get in while the good, getting's good. Get I'd still take in. it. Yeah. I mean, bet that until it breaks, and it has not broken. <laughs> CP three, Scott Foster, Suns going down tonight. Yeah. And the Clips are getting eight and a half. Now seven and a half. Oh, and Kawhi Leonard's pretty good. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Duke, and, Duke and ball. Uh, that's your DraftKings pick of the week. Wow. Duh. <laughs> CP3 and Scott Foster. They're giving you money. Don't forget that promo code CHGO <laughs> when you sign up. Oh, man. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. This is the Come best. gamble with me, Dave. <laughs> 
It's hard, man, because you you don't bet like I would bet. That's yes. the only issue, man. That's yes, the only my issue. child. It's <laughs> the only issue. That'll be like ten dollars. I'll be like, you better add a zero to that. What are, you, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we here for? What are we here for? You got this money. You got to warm up for summer league in Vegas, baby. Yeah, I go all in. You saw how I gambled, <laughs> man. I was just, yeah, all of, yeah, sure. They was throwing. Real saw it. They, like, they yeah. was throwing chips around. Yeah, and yeah. More chips. Always came back to him. This is true. It, it happened. Uh, all right, it guys. First night and then just downhill from there. <laughs> so I think most people see some of these first round matchups as being pretty chalky. Yeah. Uh, let's let's start in the East. Okay. The one that most assumed was pretty going to be pretty chalky. Bucks Heat maybe had a little bit more interesting because Giannis leaving game one with yeah. that back injury when yeah. he took a bad fall. Yeah. And the Heat ending up winning that game. Now... What we're hearing is Giannis trending towards playing in game two. Meanwhile, Tyler Hero, who did not play great uh, against the Bulls in that uh, play-in tournament game, but definitely a regular contributor for Miami, out uh, for the foreseeable future with a broken hand that he suffered in yeah, game one. I still like the Bucks to bounce back from an unexpected game one loss and handle that, though. I feel like we're yeah. all on the same page there. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if the Heat went on and, and, you know, got this win. It would be a huge, colossal win if they do that. But I think that the Bucks are going to come back super angry <laughs> and a little upset, and they should handle their business. Kind of reminds me of last year's playoff series with the Bulls where, okay. like, the Bucks kind of came yeah. out a little slow. They mm. knew, and then they took care of business they after. Play exactly. with their food yeah. a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, I feel most people see – the Sixers handling the Nets without too much trouble. Credit to the Nets. They put up a good fight for about yeah, three quarters sure. last night. I watched most of that game. Mm -hmm. But the Nets are no longer the Nets. Yeah. Um, and, man, Joel Embiid. Holy shnikes. It's and the rumor. Man, some, some of the assists I saw Harden slinging last oh, night, too. And, man, pretty. some of the buckets Maxie had oh. attacking the rim. Yeah. That Sixers team, man. Yeah, man, when they get cooking. That, that second-round Celtic Sixers. Yeah, man. It's going to be off the hook. It's going to be something. Uh, speaking of which, nobody sees Trey and the Hawks giving the Celtics an, anything resembling a real fight, right? They, I believe they are also on the slate tonight, game two. Hawks-Celtics tip, 6 o'clock Chicago time. Yeah, yeah, that's over. <laughs> <laughs> that's a done deal man. so let's get to the one series in the east where we between the three of us aren't all on the same page as who's coming out okay. of that matchup okay which is Cavs at four Knicks at five okay Knicks in a pretty entertaining game over the weekend stole game one in Cleveland mm. um you have the Knicks winning this series Dave Will and I still think the Cavs are taking it on the only one? Oh mm -hmm. wow okay um yeah I, I think the Knicks will, will pull this one out. I think it will be a six, seven-game series. Um, but I think the Knicks are deeper, and I think that's really what it boils down to. And I think they have the better coach as well. And, like, Tibbs, man, like, that dude, he can coach. Like, it was a coaching performance in game one. Like, honestly, if you sit there and just watch that over again, the coaching that was happening in that was really great. Shout-out to Jalen Brunson also, who played wonderfully. R.J. Barrett didn't even play great, you know, in that game. Quickly so, didn't hit a shot. Yeah, quick. You're right. Like the players that are usually doing their thing weren't for the Knicks, and they still uh, pulled out this victory. And I'm t and I really believe it's because of their depth. Um, so I think, yeah, I really think the Knicks will will get this one. Do I want them to? No. Do I want Cleveland to? No. Like, <laughs> like this is the one series I want everybody to lose. <laughs> but somebody's got to win, and I think I think it'll be the Knicks on this one. Yeah, That's I I feel like Cleveland was probably. Just a little shook in that first game. Like, Mobley, Garland. Uh, I can't remember if Jared Allen's had playoff experience. I think he may. Yeah. Obviously, with the Nets, right? Donovan Mitchell so. does. But for two guys that really drive that, I mean, both sides of the ball, really. They're just, like, two of their four best players, obviously. Um, to never have that sort of experience before, having that first game, maybe a little bit of shock there. Mm -hmm. The Cavs are still the best defense in the league. Yeah. Um, they still have, I would say – the best player and probably four of the best six players. Yeah. And I think once they get settled a little bit, they'll fall back. I think the the biggest question is depth, but in a playoff series, like you're riding your starters and maybe your seven, six, seven, eight guys, yeah. like those rotations shrink. Yeah. And so the best players are going to be on the court a lot more. And like I said, I think the Knicks, uh, the Cavs have more high end talent. So 
I don't feel great about it, but I'm still going with the Cavs. I am also just riding with the Cavs because I agree. I think they are the deeper, more talented team on paper, and they are capable of playing like it. Also, and I don't even really enjoy taking this dig because, you know, I still got a soft spot for Tibbs in my heart. But Tibbs has been known to win game one and then go on to lose that series. Wow, that is a deal. It happened more than once. It happened with the Knicks. Happened with the Knicks. (laughs) Happened twice with the Bulls. Yeah, no, that is very, very great point that you pointed out right there. Um, But, yeah, I I really just like the way that they're playing. Like, they're playing the physicality they play with can match up against that kind of defense. And then it just comes down, like it does in playoff basketball, to one-on-one. Yeah. And Jalen Brunson, one-on-one, has been awesome. He has been. Um, But I think you're right, like, the best player is Donovan Mitchell. So when Donovan Mitchell starts to decide <laughs> that I'm the best player on the floor, then we're going that's when I think that's why I think it's going to be a long series. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Donovan's gonna have that game. Like that's going to happen. And I hope it happens at the garden. You know yeah. what I mean? I really do. I hope it happens there. So but yeah, man, like honestly, this is one pick I don't care about because like, yeah, I don't care who wins this, honestly. But I just think the Knicks will get it. Um, all right. So shifting to the West with our remaining time here, Joe, can you bring that up one more time? So uh, Joseph, our graphic maker extraordinaire, as well as producer Damn, extraordinaire, uh, is making this cool bracket for us. So you can see each of our CHO Abbeys and who we're riding with as we go through the entire NBA We're going we're to clean it up a little bit going Joe's forward. Joe's going to clean it up. This is just, you know, a placeholder for B1. today, which he made brilliantly in a very small amount of time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the West, um, on the West, on you own. see all three of us are rocking with Denver who <laughs> walloped Minnesota in game one. Better I don't think team. we see a whole lot of close yeah, games in that series. Much better. Um, we all are on different sides of the <laughs> other three West series. And Nobody, by all, I you mean, and Will, you and Will a couple times, I think right. one, two, three. Me and Will times. have the same picks in round one Dave across is, the board. Dave will not. He goes against the grain? Yeah. Okay. I thought I was going against the grain. Um, let's let's quickly touch I on Lakers Grizz. I know that you are a big John ja Moran fan, Dave. Yeah. Good news-ish today. The results of the injury and all the scans and whatever they did, just yeah. a they're calling it a soft tissue bruise yeah. on the wrist that he fell on. Yeah. Could even play in game two. Mm-hmm. They're not for sure yet, but you know, worst case averted. I still look at that series and say, that Lakers team is healthy. Yeah. The role players have figured out their roles at this point. Mm-hmm. If LeBron and AD are both balling, I... And that's not even to mention the best player in the series, Austin Reeves. Best player in the series, Austin Reeves. <laughs> it's true. He's, he's doing Next he's max doing. contract signee, Austin Reeves. He's um, provision. It's... Yeah, I, I just... I think the Lakers experience... Coupled with Ja, even if he's out there not being 110% Ja, which is the special player that he is, I, I would love to see this series go deep, and it would be cool to see the Grizzlies win it. I don't think they got what it takes if Ja's not all the way healthy. So the way I see it is between Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson, mm-hmm. at least one of, if not both of those guys, are going to be in foul trouble every game because mm-hmm. that's just how they play. They don't have Brandon Clark. They don't have Steven, Steven Adams. Adams Steven Adams hurts, Anthony man. Davis, LeBron. Jared Vanderbilt, those guys are going to crush them on the offensive glass. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are getting beaten up like that, it's harder to run. If Jaw's not healthy, it's just game over. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Lakers, who would have thought they were the healthier team at this point? (laughs) But I think that they're just clicking the way that they have put together their roster at the deadline. I think that it's just a really bad matchup for the Grizzlies. The Lakers... This was, this was my thinking. The Lakers had one, two, three, five people in double figures, and only one of them didn't have 20. And that was D'Angelo Russell. He had 19. So I'm like, they're not doing that again. That's just my thought. Like, Rudy Hachimura <laughs> dropping 29 on you. Rudy! Almost dropping 30, five of six from three. I watched that game. The Lakers from the, thir- the entire second half hit clutch buckets the entire time. Like, that's all they did. It was clutch bucket. When the game got closed, clutch bucket. When they tried to run away, clutch bucket. And that's why they went on that 12-0 run at the end because they just couldn't miss the clutch buckets. Everything was clicking for them. I don't see that continuing to happen. Memphis has been too good of a team this season, and they've been too good of a team without John Morant Mm -hmm. in their lineup. They've been handling squads without John Morant. Um, I just don't believe that Memphis will go out like that. I just don't believe that. Will I be surprised? No, it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I won't be surprised if yeah. they do. But I just don't believe Memphis will go out like that. But, yeah, Steven Adams and Clark. I forgot Clark was out. Yeah. So those it's, two dudes being out, 
Damn sure it hurts, man, because Tillman is going to get worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you saw it against Davis Habit. Like, yay! Davis is like, oh, Grizz- I'm about to Grizzlies kill front court is in rough shape. Yeah, yeah, man. Davis um, was the best. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. is one defensive player of the year, but Anthony did, Davis yeah. was the best defender in game one. Like, but he it, looked like vintage. If you're getting that from AD, right. it's just a tough team to beat. They're just a tough team to beat, man. But, man, like, give it to Jaron Jackson. He had 31, you know, Bane with 22. You know, and everybody, and, and then John Morant with 18, and nobody else did anything. Yeah. Like, I, I don't expect that from Memphis. That's not Memphis, man. And they have Tyus Jones, too, who's probably the best yeah. backup point guard in the league. Like, you he, know. he didn't have a great game. Luke Kennard didn't. Luke Kennard was one of four. It should still be line. competitive, but I just don't see him playing that way. Shot again. like 54% on threes. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. That's insane. Um, and that's what I'm saying. I don't see this continuing for them. Real quick before we get out of here, other West series that has people talking, especially after last night. Kings Warriors. Kongs! Kongs up 2-0. Have held serve on home court against the defending champs. Draymond and DeMontis Sabonis. (sighs) WTF. (laughs) They both pulled some dirty-ass shit. Both of them. Back-to-back in that game last night. Yes, they did. DeMontis, what are you doing wrapping both of your arms around some dude's leg while you're lying on the floor? (laughs) (laughs) And then Draymond, he's like, oh, you're going to grab my leg? Hustamp! You're right. Hustamp! And then jump in the air like he wasn't really trying to do it. That's what made me even more mad. I didn't know he was there. It was like, dude, Um, it was like a six-year-old. Then Draymond said at the post-game podium, like, no, I I stomped his ass because he grabbed my leg. (laughs) And he also said second game. He was grabbed. Yeah. He said it was a different uh, player. I can't remember who he said. Monk, who did it in game one. Um, Shams did tweet uh, a little, a few minutes before we went live here today, no suspension expected to come for Draymond or Sabonis. So so fines. Maybe fines. And obviously the the fine that coincides with a flagrant foul. I'm a little surprised Um, at that. Honestly, I'm a little surprised that stomping somebody doesn't get you suspended in today's NBA. I, mean, if I think if you had to provoked, I think it totally would have. I don't know. Yeah. Not, in today's NBA, I don't know, man. I've, I've seen guys get suspended for worse than that. What I do agree I mean, with, though, is that, yeah, yeah. either suspend them both for game three or suspend neither of them. Because in my opinion, what's the bonus did, and this is coming from someone who's not a huge Draymond Green fan. Matt Peck? <laughs> well, you know, it's a... Not a huge Draymond Green fan. I don't hate him. I don't hate him as much as some people hate Draymond. He doesn't bother me. He doesn't get under my skin. It's like, dude, I rooted for Dennis Rodman. Draymond, you're a joke. Um, I thought that they were equally dirty, and if one deserved a suspension, they both did. That's what I see. Yeah, they both were trash, and then Sabonis acting like he'd been shot, you know, laying on the floor, you know, 15 minutes. I'm like, dude, get up, man. What are you doing? So, yeah, it was it was ridiculous, but it makes the series more fun. Honestly, the LeBron James School of Acting. Yes. I've been shot! I thank you. <laughs> but it, it makes it more fun. Those games, both of these games have just been awesome to watch, man. I've just enjoyed so both of them. So you're, you're rolling with the Kongs in this one. I'm rolling with the Kongs, man. Will and I were discussing over there before we came on and did our show today, even though they are down 0-2 going back home, mm-hmm. Will and I are both still rolling with the Warriors to pull out this series. They got to yeah. win either game five or seven on in road. Sacramento right. to right. do it. And we know that they've been awful on the road all season. I can't count out the Warriors who are the champs until yeah. they are dead. Can't it's, do it. It's their only that's the difference for me, is that's their only scenario for me to win this series. Is they gotta win one. Have, in the road. have to. No choice. They have to. And as far as the, the Kongs, though, Kongs just gotta keep playing. You know what I mean? And, and lighting that beam. Lighting that beam, the man. Kong, Smacking Kong, it and Kong, Kong. It. Kong, 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 Kong. I love the beam. A lot of that was what you I was thinking. When we were talking about Kobe White, it's like I don't I watch Davion Mitchell and I'm just I like love Mitchell so you know, much. it's a I, I think people just wrote off some of his contributions in the league early on because he doesn't his offensive game doesn't come that easy to him and mm-hmm. there's just a lot of guys like that like he's still very young and that's where I was going with Kobe a homegrown player who I could see contributing if the Bulls were ever to be in that situation but just it's too early to write some of these guys off I, I was never, I was no. super impressed with Mitchell yesterday and I that corner three off, he hit man. was huge I remember Mitchell in Massive. summer league man I, I was raving about Donovan Mitchell in summer league man off night Davion, excuse me, in, in summer league. Yeah, I mean, in the in the tournament, he was literally like yeah. in people's jerseys for no, the entire yeah. that entire year. But. I thought he fit them perfectly, you know, for what they have, you know, a special a best a good compliment to uh, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, shout out to our guy B Daddy Fish in the comments. He said, "Off night, best nickname in a while. It is great." Off night. Although, Will, what's what's your nickname for uh, Lofton Junior? Uh, oh, Gen Zebo. Yeah. First of that all, is, no, no, no. That's not Will. That's me. You won't give Will it? that credit. No, no, no. <laughs> don't be doing I that. Will's the first don't, person don't be I heard say that. My stuff. No, yeah, that was me, sir. That I don't know who me. said it, but that Will was right here, right here, right there. I know who I got it from, and it was my boy on ball, Chris. He's the one who started it. 
And he was the one who Where came Chris out with it. From? Chris got it from Chris. Chris got it from Chris, dude. I told you. We got to get to the I bottom of you, this. I told, I've I'm never. That I, I, that was the first time I heard Gen mm-mm. Zbo, and that's I, pretty I good. I will show you the receipts. <laughs> I will show the receipts when he came in. Will, dig kids. up your first Gen Zbo tweet. Chris is going to be We'll kids. have our buddy Chris from Battle on Bulls do the same. Go check, go check the U19s a couple check years ago. the date stamps on the, Twitter. The U19s. Will has the receipts. France versus USA. Kenneth Lofton. Dude. Given Wembenyama buckets. Oh yeah, oh. We, Kenneth Lofton was moving guys like a bulldozer out. He was the USA's offense. With Dude, didn't he have thirty or something that last game? Yeah, he, he, like, he balled out. No, he had, the I think he had forty regular yes. season. Um, all right, that's it. And we are out of time. Um, what do you know? Another offseason show where we come on with them receipts. Will easily filled it out. Twenty twenty two. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna tell Chris to pull his. There we go. We We got Will's receipts. I like. Now we gotta find Chris's. Goat's not backing down, Uh, and he shouldn't back down, sir. He says it's his. We will circle back to this, just like we will circle back to these first round playoff predictions, Mm -hmm. and we'll keep going throughout these NBA playoffs, making our predictions for each rounds as they come. Enjoy watching some NBA basketball tonight. Go make some bets. Go make some fun bets. Go make some smart bets. Do it at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code CHGO if you're a new customer signing up for the first time. This has been the CHGO Bulls pod brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you all for tuning in. Hit that thumbs up button before you head out of here. Um, Joey Spathis is at Joey Spathis, a.k.a. Joey 1K, a.k.a. Joey Uncles. Will the Goat. Will underscore Gottlieb. (laughs) Big Dave Bow. BWL Sports. I'm Bulls <laughs> underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Keep it locked here, right here. CHO Sports YouTube channel. Sox playing a doubleheader today. First of two Sox shows coming up when that first game wraps. We got, uh, yeah, we got so much stuff coming on in the world of baseball. What? Yo, did you know this? What? How close he was to 10K? Oh, very close. Oh, Flex. I thought you, already, I thought you said I'm going to call you... Willie 10K. Yeah, because I, I thought I knew you were close. I didn't know you were like five. Oh, four. he is creeping up on it. Wow. Four but away for 10K for this man right here. Follow that man. Four away. I mean, four. Joey got to 1K first. Just got to say it. Correct. <laughs> I, lost that. I lost that bet. I lost that one. <laughs> Thanks for watching today's show, Bulls. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place, 4 o'clock Chicago time. Until then, see you right. Be good. Peace.